This is a Capricorn FM podcast. On the topic of uh, improving well-being in the workplace, which has also been a goal uh, for the World Health Organization for a couple of years now, and there's a universal agreement that a healthy workforce is a productive and a happy one. So the Heart and Stroke Foundation of South Africa also encourages employers to create a healthier workforce. So right now we are joined on the line by HR specialist Love Mosh Kwambana. Uh, talking to us about Employee Wellness Week, especially during these COVID times. Love more. Hi. Hi, G, and hello. Hi, how are you? I'm okay, thanks. How are you guys? Well, we are great, man. We are okay. We are okay, right? Yeah, I mean, we're talking to love more, so I, I feel inclined to actually tell him how I am. But, <laughs> but love more, we are still on air, so I'm yeah. okay. We are great. Thank you. So, love more. Uh, there's, there's the COVID outside, and people who are working from home have to go back to the office at some point, right? Now, how can employers make the transition easier for employees, even in cases where I was at the office and now I must work from home? Well, it is not um, an easy one, but I, I would like to then believe most employers in South Africa and globally have been working very hard to try and find themselves or find their way around the pandemic. Um, it is um, the kind of pandemic that uh, most employers never saw coming, so most employers were found um, not so ready. And, um, and as things take longer to blow, uh, we have thought that this coronavirus would have been blown or would have blown over by now. Uh, but it is not. It's still here. We're on a third wave, and now there's talk of a, a fourth wave. We must be cognizant of the fact that the resilience of most businesses will be tested to the core, and resources will be getting stretched thinner. And we know that whenever resources are stretched thinner, there is very little money to do um, more things. It means that even the employee will feel the pinch. So um, in terms of managing the exercise of an employee working from home, even if they are from the office space and vice versa, it would mean that um, as employers, when employers transition um, employees from working in the office to working from home, we are looking at transitioning from managing heads in workstation to output and deliverables. So it means that we are going to have to start expecting people to show what they have achieved working from home and what how far they've went in terms of making their their, their deliverables. Whereas if you're working from the office, in most cases, as long as you are there, nobody really wants to know what you have achieved or what you have done for the day. As long as we can see that you came in at 8, you left at 4, or you came in at, at 9, you left at 5. So now we are looking at performance management from output and deliverables driven and presence driven. Also, the experience that demonstrates that employees that work from home are much more productive. So this means that employees are exceeding targets, they're doing amazing work. But with that, it means that employers must watch out for burnout and fatigue um, from employees because that increases the risks for them to be exposed to such incidents, of which then you will understand that burnout and fatigue are also some of those introductions to issues of mental health. And mm. historically, um, employees that work from home tend to work for longer hours. Mm. So you need to encourage employees to take active um or to play my active mindfulness around their health, to take the necessary leg stretches, to be able to take the breaks, not to skip lunches. And of course, the silver lining of working for home is that if you've got children at home, 
you get to also pick them up at school and drop them up at school. So those students might help keep you sane. We're also looking at increasing the autonomy of employees or rather the autonomy of employee discretion within the decision-making metrics on how an employee wants to best complete their work and when and how they want to do it as long as they have met the deliverables. So these are some of the things that an employer can do at their minimum to support an employee's transition into working from home. All right. Love more. Um, for those that are actually known in our offices to be struggling with mental health issues or issues of bad lifestyle choices, how can then the employer provide that support for some of those people while they are working remotely? Mental health matters are strongly regulated by the Labor Relations Act so, um, and should not be taken by the employer and the employee. It remains the employee's responsibility to stay self-aware and to seek uh, help as and when appropriate. This means that an, an employee who knows that I have a, a history of having mental illness or mental health challenges, mm. um, I, I will venture into the other bad lifestyle choices later, but that is something else as well, then it means that that employee must become aware of uh, the triggers, the things that trigger them to have relapses. Uh, and they must actively manage those relapses. A huge part of it, though, would go into the employer in terms of the systems and processes and measures that they've put in place to support the employee in terms of managing uh, the stigma, reaching out stigma, creating psychologically safe uh, spaces by reducing things such as microaggressive behaviors, building a micromanagement, which likely is going to be top down. It's going to come from management down to the employee with mental health um, um, illness. And of course, then if an employer can actively manage such from their own management team and also hold other employees for exhibiting those behaviors towards the employees with mental health with, uh, mental health challenges, it will help us create opportunities for employees to seek help and also for them to know how to seek help. And that must be communicated to them. The programs and the means and ways of getting help if you've got mental health um, challenges or mental health issues. If you, are, you know how to get the help, it, it, you, are, it, you are better able to use it. So the employer must be able to promote and communicate the measures and means and ways that the employee can seek help. The management and leadership of any organization has to be by example. So we want to see managers and we want to see leaders walking the talk and leading by example, meaning that if we encourage employees to speak out about their mental health challenges or to display their mental health challenges, we must then react in a, in, a, in, a, in a reverse way or in an inappropriate way because that is going to create an environment that is not psychologically safe for both the employee and the rest of those that otherwise would have wished to declare the mental health challenges that they are facing. All right. Uh, one last one, Love more before we let you go right now. With COVID came the issues of salary cuts. Is there something that the employer can do if the unhappiness is a result of workers having maybe some sort of financial troubles? Yes, yes. There is a lot to do that the employer can do about this. Um, and, 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 and it's likely linking to the issues of the dwindling employee engagement and employee satisfaction because of the unhappiness of salary cuts. As employers, to do more with less salaries will get um, will get affected. As we all know, that salary bill forms the biggest expense for any organization. So, when an, an organization looks at the expenses, the 
salary and the salary to wages is always the biggest expense. Yeah. So that is one of those that's likely going to get cut when we are looking at managing costs. But however, at this point, an employer knows that potentially the reason why employees are unhappy is because um, the salary cut. So it means that an employer must then come up with customized financial solutions for employees. We've got to stretch beyond the general financial realm and, you know, the flooded stuff. And, um, for example, allow employees to sell the non-statutory leave credits um, because leave is regarded as a liability and it's budgeted for the employer's financial statement. So as a means of providing financial relief for the employees, we could then um, extend that offer for a, a, as an example of coming up with a financial solution that is real-time responsible and relevant to the employee. We're looking at also um, employers encouraged to provide a platform for employees to define what help they specifically need and be receptive to feedback as an employer. So that requires a heightened sense of trust because if an employee is going to define once more what help they need, it means that an, empl- an employer must be empathetic enough to show proactive steps to respond to that need. We look, we're looking at adapting flexible working and added favorable conditions of service, such as leave the working from home concept, which we're talking about, the added resources such as internet support, meaning that if an employee is working from home, we should be able to assist them in meeting the demand of requiring unkept um, internet or requiring whatever data allowance um, for internet and also allowing them the flexibility of picking up their kids from school and also dropping the kids from school, which will help them cut expenses. So these are some of the very basic immediate examples that we have. So the answer is that resounding yes, there is a lot of things that an employer can do to assist employees in that situation. We just have to open up the doors for conversation. All right, Lovemo, I think it is uh, well put. Thank you so much for taking your time once again and talking to us on Just Drive. You're always welcome, and we appreciate you. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.